Hey everyone and welcome to the Effective Teaching Podcast. Today we're up to episode 99 and I'm going to say I'm pretty excited to be so close to episode 100. Uh, today we're going to be looking at formative assessment and I'm going to talk a little bit about what we're doing wrong with formative assessment at the moment. But I just wanted to say welcome guys to 2022. This is now season four. So this is the fourth year of the podcast. So that's Another exciting thing, we actually started season four last week, or the week before now, uh, when I interviewed Kaylee from Educalm, all about how to have you know, mindfulness in the classroom with our students, and so that was really good. If you haven't listened to that, make sure you head back to episode 98 and enjoy that one. Uh, a few changes to the podcast as we move forward this year. Uh, just as we, at least as we start the year, I plan on just doing episodes every fortnight at this point. Just, we've just moved into a new house at the end of last year and we're just sorting everything out and then I've got so much other things that are taking my time and I, in order to make sure I'm balanced and being effective, I need to make sure that that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm releasing slightly less for you at this point, but hopefully it will pick up again pretty soon. If you, didn't realize at the end of last year, I released a book called Work Less, Teach More, How to Be an Effective Teacher and Live a Life You Love. Since the book is all about just balancing life and making sure you're getting the right things done at work while also having time for all the things that you want to enjoy outside of school because school can definitely suck up all your time and be something that your whole life is school. And we don't really want that. We want your life to be well balanced. And so that's what the book is all about. It's available on Amazon. Just go to teacherspd.net slash book, or you can search work less, teach more on Amazon, and you can grab that book if you would like it. And hopefully soon too, I've just submitted the audio book. So hopefully that'll come out pretty soon as well. Well, let's get into some formative assessment. I think I've talked a fair bit already and haven't started giving you anything about formative assessment. So this episode is about what we're doing wrong with formative assessment. And so what I want to do is really shift our focus. I've been reading a book by Guy Claxton. I think that's right. Uh, and his book is The Learning Power Approach. It's a great book so far. And I really, something in the book really resonated with me. And it was just talking about how we use formative assessment in incorrect ways a lot of the times. Basically, what he was saying is that we always focus on what we should be doing as teachers. We focus on, you know, what we can do to help our students as they go forward. And I've been guilty of this. I've actually promoted this through a formative assessment course and through past podcasts. I've said that, you know, assessment is first and foremost for us as teachers and then for the students. But this really challenged me when I read Guy's uh, section in this book. He was saying that, the most important thing for us to do actually with formative assessment is to teach our students how to use that to then work out what they need to do next. So this is, you know, I mean, Hattie promotes the idea that you know, assessment is first and foremost for teachers. And in one sense, that's true. But if that's all, if that's our main focus and that's what we make, you know, the main reason for it, then that's not quite what we want. We want to make sure that formative assessment is actually first and foremost for our students. So this is where I've changed my mind. So uh, Guy Claxton's The Learning Power Approach just changed 
this for me. I just had this big realization. So, uh, the podcast that I've been, you're listening to, right? This is all about how we help students become lifelong learners. And if formal assessment is for us, then that's not necessarily helping our students become lifelong learners. Uh, so this is all about taking formative assessment. And then how do I, as a teacher, how is it helping my students become lifelong learners? And if formal assessment is always for the teacher, then it's not really helping them become lifelong learners. But if we switch our formative assessment to being for our students, then that's what we're after. So I'm going to say, sorry, John Hattie, I'm going to disagree with you now and say that assessment is first and foremost for our students and actually to help them to know where they need to go. So if we focus on what we can do differently, it doesn't help our students develop the thinking skills needed for lifelong learning. It just helps them get more used to being spoon-fed. As the teacher changes the spoon and the drama to try and get the the student to eat it, right? If if formative assessment is for us, I'm changing it from a train to an airplane and stuff, trying to get the child to eat it. But what I really need to do is get formative assessment to be for the student so that they know how to consume the food themselves. So we need to see formative assessment as something used by and for our students to help them identify what they need to do next. So we need to start teaching them how to use assessment or really any kind of evidence of learning to provide them with feedback about how they're going. Uh, what are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? And then teach them to go and develop that, you know, to guide them towards developing their weaknesses and you know, leveraging their, their strengths. So as teachers then, we need to really start teaching the skills. We need to focus on the skill for the students as they learn to check their own understanding and then to develop actions based on the result. So for them to check how they're going and then go, okay, well, this is what I need to do next to identify those areas where they're really struggling. And yes, you know, the formative assessment helps us help them, but the focus is on helping them to learn how to help themselves not for us to find more ways that we can teach them. It's to help them discover what they don't know and another way that they can learn it. So it's really just shifting that focus so that it's not about you know informing me and me changing my practices to really help them. It's actually about the assessment or even just the evidence of learning informing the student and then being able to look at it and see that it's not up to standard or it's different to what's you know, an exemplar or something and be able to make their own adjustments to get there. So we're teaching the skills, right? We're teaching these skills. So this week, if you do any kind of formative assessment, and I imagine at the beginning of this school year, you probably have done some formative assessments. I want you to start switching the questions around. So instead of asking yourself what you can do differently so that the student understands it, start asking them, what they can do differently, how they can think differently about and how they think they're going. Where are they struggling? And then start getting them to look at what they are going to do about it. Not just you doing it for them. Just go, all right, this is where you're struggling. We can see that. Now, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do to progress yourself, to, to really move yourself forward in the direction you need to go as you learn this topic or subject or this skill. Now, if they don't know, then maybe you can provide some leading questions or some ideas 
but you don't want to be doing the work for them, right? We need to step away from spoon feeding, particularly if you, you know, are in high school teaching students. We need the students to develop those skills to be self-sufficient learners. And that's really, yeah, that's what Dylan William in his book about embedding formative assessment, his end goal of the formative assessment is for students to be self-sufficient in their learning. And that, I think, is really what we need to be shifting and focusing our formative assessment on when we're doing it or any kind of assessment or evidence of learning, teaching our students to look at it and go, oh, that's where we are, that's where we're going. And that's what I need to do next, or this is my weakness. Teach them those skills that are needed to be self-sufficient. So give it a go this week. Let me know how it goes. You can do that by you know, sending me an email. I'm daniel at teacherspd.net. I would love to hear from you. You can chat to me on Instagram at danjacksontpd. Come and send me messages there. Let me know how you go at teaching the students the skills to use formative assessment for them to become self-sufficient learners. That brings us to the end of episode 99. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to leave me a review. And make sure you subscribe and come back next week. Next week we are up to episode 100. I cannot wait. Well, actually, maybe next week, next fortnight. You know, uh, I'm doing these once a fortnight now. Come and join me for that. Uh, it'll probably coincide with when the book is available on Audible and stuff as well. So I might do some free giveaways for that episode. We'll see what happens. I'll let you know in a couple of weeks if you haven't subscribed. Make sure you subscribe. And I will see you again then. <laughs>